This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, there was a, you know, the, 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 there was a similar effort to try and, you know, tie the debt ceiling to all kinds of concessions. And, uh, you know, it took us to the precipice of what would have been a catastrophe. And so, you know, this is why I, I understand the sort of sport of all of this. But the aftermath is going to be very, very important. One of the things. What exactly did Kevin McCarthy give away to gain these votes? And I know that there's lots of reporting out there. We've seen some generalities, but we don't we don't actually know the specifics of what was promised. What how does the rules how does the rules committee uh, seats shake out? Uh, will Kevin McCarthy actually be able to govern if, in fact, he clinches the speaker's gavel today? And I would venture to say it's, it's very unlikely if this is what it's like to pick a speaker when Republicans have the majority, the same majority that. Democrats had in the last Congress, what will it be like when it comes to funding the government, when it comes to the debt ceiling, when it comes to funding for Ukraine, when it comes to anything of consequence for the American people? Can Kevin McCarthy be trusted to negotiate on behalf of his caucus, or will we see these um, extremists, these never Kevins, uh, going to take on a more outsized role where they are now brought into negotiations uh, at the highest levels because no one can trust if Kevin McCarthy can get their vote? Okay. Yeah. But that seems to be that's going to have to be the strategy for the rest of the day is try to pick one by one yes. by one. Winding you know, down, right? Yes. Well, Chairman maybe, Harris. There, there may yes. be McCarthy. some subcommittee chairs and committee chairs born in the Ladies. next uh, oh, 48 hours. One guy I'm watching is Her. Rosendale of Montana. I, I just think you can't you can't downplay McCarthy. the significance of the Senate primary politics going Again, on. Montana so will be one of the biggest pickup opportunities for the Republicans in 24. Zinke and Again, Rosendale so from Montana, the two reps are circling Jeffries. each other on that race. If I were Ryan Zinke Hill. and I wanted to be a mischief maker, I'd get on the phone with Montana media right Hines. now and say every time Rosendale Jeffries. casts a vote to prolong Benson. this, he's essentially voting with the Democrats to protect McCarthy. Joe Biden from our subpoenas and our investigations. Horsford. Of all the issues Jeffries. going on out there that are motivating to the Republican base, the, the, the notion of McCarthy. somehow delaying or not investigating Hill. Joe Biden would be the most agitating. So you want to get like hyper local and how to twist the knife here? In Montana, that's the way. Yeah. Uh, let me tell the folks in Montana, that's Scott Jennings. He's the running dog of Mitch McConnell. And uh, we'll get into that in a second. It is uh, Friday, 6th January, Year of Our Lord 2023. Thank you. You're here for the late afternoon and early evening edition of The War Room. I want to start. A lot go going on. We still haven't seen any deal. We're hearing about it. We're, we're there. Guys are having press conference about it uh, or stand-up press conference kind of pop-ups. Uh, we're, we're hearing parts of this, uh, but clearly a big part of the uh, of the 21 have gone and said, hey, we're, we're negotiating this. We have this deal. It's got a lot of great things in it on on debt ceiling, on on spending, on the rule. If you look at three buckets on kind of rules and processes of what I call regular order, 
uh, spending is another bucket with debt ceiling spending restriction. They're talking about, you know, going to a, a fiscal year 22 baseline, all kind of complicated stuff about getting control of the spending. Uh, and then you've got the investigations, and particularly you've got this uh, joint committee or a subcommittee now on the weaponization of, of, of government, uh, really what is called a church committee. Um, I want to get Matt Rosendale in here, and I just want to make sure people at home understand Scott Jennings is a talking uh, is a former McConnell uh, running dog, and um, he's um, on CNN, very slick guy, comms guy. Right there, that's the big misdirection play. You know, everybody in the you know because all Republicans and all MAGA like the shiny toy, right? They like the shiny toy, and so they're looking at the shiny toy investigation. The investigations are coming, and they're going to be systematic, and they're going to be serious. Whether that happens today, next week, or the following week, it doesn't matter. You know, people are already pulling this information from last year, etc. Also, the number one thing is the investigations are absolutely a critical and very important. But the number one thing is obviously get control of the country's finances. And that's what Mitch McConnell and his running dog, Scott Jennings, never want to talk to you about. The number one priority, Brother Jennings, write this down, take out your number two pencil is to get control of the uh, spending. And yes, sir, since your uh, former boss was the guy that jammed through the um, with the collaborators, the omnibus bill, the number one thing Mitch McConnell wants to deliver for all the uh, for all the lobbyists, all the corporations, all the Wall Street cronies and oligarchs is a huge debt ceiling increase. So no, Scott, we're not taking misdirection play. Congressman Matt Rosendale from Montana to the uh, subject of that last. So, Congressman, where do we stand? I think there's what we call the six to save America that are hanging tough. Never know if some other people may come back, Paul Gosar or others. But where do we stand? You guys are adjourned till 10 o'clock tonight. I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of star chambers going on. And, uh, <laughs> and during the dead of night, I, we're going to talk about some of the games that may play. But give us your assessment of where you think we stand right now. So we we had a uh, not what I would call a highly successful day for the people of America. We did lose some ground on the support that we had uh, gathered together to move forward the agenda to actually make real reform in the House of Representatives uh, to change the rules so that we had a more open system so that each of the members were able to represent their districts equally and to make sure that we had leadership in place that would uh, that we could rely upon to, to help us achieve that. So we are still there together. Uh, it's a much smaller group. You know, uh, Steve, when you uh, are cooking and you're trying to create a really nice sauce for a dish that you're going to serve up to your wife for a special event, Valentine's Day, the more you reduce it, the better it gets. So by golly, you know, I would like to think we've got the special sauce right now and we are still trying to deliver the message to the American people that we are fighting for them. The, the team may be small, but we are solid. And we are trying to make sure that we push forward. There are negotiations that are going on. Uh, we had pushed forward many of these concepts early on in this process. As you know, we've been discussing this for quite some time, all the way back in the summer. And it seems that they are trying to refine more of the points. Uh, but as you made uh, perfectly clear, the rules won't be voted upon until after the speaker is seated. So that's that's a bit problematic if they seat a speaker that you're not so sure that will actually push those rules forward um, and advocate for them and champion them and then uh, uphold them. 
So there, there's a, an incredible leap of faith that there's a lot of people taking right now that clearly uh, I have not been willing to take that leap of faith. Let me go to uh, something I talked to, you know, a lot of people in the uh, hedge fund community on Wall Street, throughout the world, different capital markets and, uh, you know, corporate executives. And one thing that gets brought up, when, when you first approached uh, McCarthy and others first approached McCarthy, when, was it in the summer? How long ago oh. have, have there been discussions about, about what had to change? Yeah, that, that was back in the summer. There was a, a, a written uh, list of uh, amendments to the rules that needed to take place, both the conference rules and the House rules, in order to give people the ability to represent their districts better. Uh, yeah, that that's sort of back summer. We do, and we really uh, weren't um, greeted uh, to have those those conversations at that time. And as I've said, that's because uh, Kevin thought he was going to have 250 or 260 members in the Republican conference, and really was not going to have to contend with the people that were there to truly uh, restore this this system, our republic. Um, so it, it took until November the 9th before we really started having substantive conversations about these these rules packages. Now, I do know that they are putting some, some very uh, good language in place to allow the body to control spending and appropriations as it goes out onto the floor. So I, I know that they are trying to do that. But, but you have to remember that sometime or another, Steve, uh, the, the Speaker of the House is going to have to go over to the Senate and or the White House and negotiate uh, from some point of strength that, that here is the, the, the best deal that they're going to be able to get. And if they, if they don't negotiate from a, a point of strength, then they will return to us and bring a product that's just not going to be acceptable. And unfortunately, that's what we've seen many times with Kevin in 2015 and 17 and 18 and 19. And, and the spending measures that, that were adopted while he was in the leadership that he helped participate in crafting always ended up getting more Democrat votes than they did Republican votes. And, and right now, while we are facing $31 trillion, while the rules might allow us to, to um, propose amendments and to make, you know, to, to try and, and reduce this spending, there's not going to be there, – there's nothing that is proposed in the rules package right now that would have eliminated the $1.7 trillion omnibus deal uh, being passed that we just saw go through what, what do you mean by that? That it doesn't force it to come to 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 the floor earlier, because I thought the, would, I thought they were trying to put in regular floor. order. It would it would bring it to the floor, but you are still going to be able to to push that that uh, instrument through. And again, so so my my wishes were to try and make sure that we could refine the rules process to the point that the members would be able to have more control. And, and so much of that control wasn't consolidated within the rules committee, which is nine members and the speaker, him or herself. I want to go back, you know, back. because you talk about this and you talk about um, you're saying, Hey, look, you can draft all the packages possible. I'm just not comfortable with leadership. Kevin McCarthy and correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin McCarthy sat in the Roosevelt room I don't know, four or five weeks ago at a lunch with Schumer, um, with McConnell, with Nancy Pelosi and Tr and Biden. And he came out and this is what I'm talking about, getting the uh, omnibus through both houses. 
the reporting and the reporting was had unanimity on this. All four of them agreed with Biden they were going to push it through. Now it was afterwards when there was a firestorm, and I I think that the war room had something to do with that, a little something to do with it. There was a firestorm in the house with people like yourself that that's just not as satisfactory. That he then came a couple of days later and kind of said, Well, you know, he had the press comments. I really you know the spending here is just terrible. But once again, it's his his heart's just not in it. Am I is that a false accusation or incorrect observation of Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> That's the perception that that we all had that that he was voting no and praying yes. You know, I mean that is the perception. And then, and then the other thing that that we talk about when people say we have got to get to work, we have got to get to work. Uh, I can I can describe two things uh, that we're going. Sure, we need to start doing the oversight. We need to start doing these these hearings and finding out and opening up the. Uh, the doors to uh, the FBI and, and demonstrating exactly what they did. But Steve, you and I both know as long as we have a Department of Justice that's compliant with this administration, the, the, the likelihood of us seeing charges and prosecutions coming out of these investigations is pretty thin. So, so if, the, if the oversight and the investigations take a little bit longer to get organized and, and begin, the, I really don't see that as, as being a problem. And then I talked with many of the members on the floor today. I mean, you guys watch C-SPAN. You see everybody, every time you're, you're in between votes, as long as they're not uh, close to your name, you're circulating around the room and you're talking to your colleagues on the uh, Republican side. And you're talking to your colleagues on the Democrat side of the uh, aisle as well. And the reality is when that omnibus bill uh, passed, it removed all the leverage points from the Republicans to actually start doing something meaningful about securing our southern border and about increasing our domestic energy production until the omnibus uh, expires and, and we have the new budget to present in September. So really, between now and September, we can plot and plan uh, but you're not going to be able uh, – there will be – trust me, there will be a lot of, of uh, messaging legislation that comes out, and they're going to send a bill out that says we're going to defund the 87,000 IRS agents. And they're going to send a bill out that says we're going to uh, 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 provide funding for the wall and to secure our border again. But those aren't going anywhere until you can actually – Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Congressman uh, Rosendale, um, can you, um, the folks in Montana, too, in fact, the folks in the entire state of Montana, I don't think there's any doubt they know that you're going to be all over supportive and getting on with 
um, the investigations into the Biden administration, Biden regime, and, and, and others, right? Fauci, the whole thing. Uh, is there any de- is is the is the couple of days we need or the week we need or so to work this through? Is that going to really hold anything back? Is Scott Jennings correct in that, sir? No, no. I mean, a little bit more uh, time to uh, plan this process uh, that they're going to eventually is going to take place is not hurting those investigations one single solitary bit. I think we've got the highest likelihood of having some kind of success. Uh, on the Fauci investigations, my, I mean, my personal opinion, I'm not an attorney and I don't even sit on judiciary, but uh, the Fauci investigations and the Mayorkas investigations. Mayorkas, I do not think it's going to be too much of a stretch to demonstrate that he intentionally has compromised our national security by ignoring uh, policies that would have helped us secure our southern border. And we're not talking about just the number of people that have come into our country, Steve. We are under a chemical attack from China via uh, the the uh, drug facilities in Mexico. All the components come from China, go to Mexico. They make the fentanyl. It comes into our country. Close to 200,000 people have actually died from drug overdoses in our country over the last couple of years. And that's a direct result of, of uh, most of it from fentanyl from Mexico. And and then when you start factoring in the additional human trafficking and the rising crime rates, we know that that poor prosecution and prosecutorial um, uh, measures have have contributed to those problems. But I've talked to law enforcement all across the state of Montana, and they attribute the increase in crime directly to the poor southern border, the fentanyl, and, and it has actually reached into the state of Montana. So I, I believe uh, Mayorkas, we have the highest likelihood of having some kind of legal outcome against him. And I think that the Fauci investigations must be done so that we can at the same time tie in the suppression of facts uh, by big tech uh, from from being able to be shared with the, the general public. And, and all of that sort of culminates together. And then those will take place and, and an additional couple of days for us to have this debate and to make sure that we have the best leadership in place for our republic is worth it. Um, did they, this package is, you know, you got Daniel Horowitz, you got other people I really respect putting up that this is a historic package, what Chip Roy and people, uh, have negotiated. You got the three buckets on the debt ceiling and the spending. You've got the rules and regular order. Um, and you've got the investigations, particularly the church committee or whatever, this weaponization of government to really go after the FBI, DOJ and others, the national security, DHS. D- do, is it your belief that, because we were going to see something, you know, McCarthy put out something, right, that was not acceptable. It was too, you know, happy talk. And then they came back with something. The letter that came, Scott Perry sent with nine signatures was much uh, was much sharper. But they said there's going to be another, actually a deal they're working on is going to have language to, to exactly your point that if you vote, then rules have got to be set up and things have to happen. You're not going to get the bait and switch. Do you believe that... Uh, Scott Perry and others that voted today to to to, to support uh, McCarthy are giving up their leverage in this in this historic package that they're trying to remember. They're comfortable with McCarthy, so that's a big difference than the hard six. Are uh, do you believe they're giving up their leverage in 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 going down the path they're going down right now? Yes, I mean the simple answer is yes. Have you ever taken a signed contract to an attorney and they asked him to review it? He says. 
why? I can't change it. You've already you've already entered into this agreement. They've already entered into the agreement and they have taken an incredible leap of faith that I said I wasn't able to do, wasn't willing to do. I am very pleased that uh, Chip Roy is still a part of that uh, process, I will tell you, because he's an incredibly intelligent individual that I have an immense amount of, of trust for. And 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 I, I hope that they are able to conclude this, but they have just taken an incredible leap of faith and uh, we are going to be completely reliant on the um, on the goodwill and the honor of uh, of Kevin McCarthy if he in fact becomes the speaker to to pass and to uphold uh, this rules package. So they're depending upon the tender mercies of essentially the cartel because their thing is they make changes and these are historic changes people have been talking about for twenty years. They are historic, and Daniel Horowitz and others will back that up. But it's it's far from a done deal. You agree with that? Oh, I absolutely think it is far from a done deal. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that must take place in order for those rules to be passed and implemented. Um, you know, I, I'm I, Commander Zinke is a is a friend of mine, and you know I've known him, got helped him get to to come into the Trump administration. Think very highly of him. Uh, but he said some things here recently that that. You know, are not exactly. I don't totally agree with. But here's one thing that's interesting. I just want to make sure I got got this right, because the commander Zinke was very much for let's 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 just get Kevin McCarthy from the beginning. If we had not gone through this process, and particularly your brilliant speech on the House floor yesterday, in this four or five days, that's been painful, but but had to happen. Would we be close? to having a reform package that people have talked about for 20 or 30 years but have not done? If, if, if McCarthy had been just signed off on immediately, would any of this in your mind have happened, sir? None. None of it. I mean, that's that's fact. It's, not, it's just not my opinion. It just simply would not have happened. And we saw that as we tried to engage in these conversations back in the summer when it would not have taken uh, this public display of the republic. I personally think that this is, has turned out to be a good thing so that the public can see uh, what is going on. Well, what do they say? Uh, daylight is the best disinfectant. And, and there has been a lot of daylight shed on how the House actually operates and how uh, people across this country think it operates. And, and I can assure you that had it not been for uh, the 20 of us standing forward and, and forcing these votes that we would not be proposing and listening to and discussing the dramatic restoration of the uh, House rules that we are right now. So where you stand right now is that unless there's a change in leadership, you're, 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 you're one of the hard six. You're, you're not really interested. You need to see the change at the top of the cartel. Essentially, I do. Correct? That, that is correct, Steve. I mean, we have to we have you can't just change the rules because at the end of the day, we have to have confidence in the leadership that's going to be implementing those rules. And sooner or later, that individual is going to have to go back over to the Senate and or to the White House uh, to negotiate uh, in good faith for the Republican conference of the House of Representatives. And, and that is the you know, that's the person that we have to have that faith in. It's going to say the same thing in that room uh, uh, on the other side of the building or the other side of the city that they're saying to us in the conference room. How do you think this plays out tonight before I let you go? How do you think it's adjourned till 10 o'clock? 
Um, yeah. You know, that's normally when the best star chambers take place is late at night. They say they're going to go all night tonight. Uh, what can our audience and the folks out in Montana to expect? Uh, you know, I am not sure. I know that there's two Republicans that are returning. They have been out of the chamber. And I don't know if all the uh, Democrats, if any of them are going to be flying out tonight. They have have eliminated the proxy voting. So you're going to have to be there uh, to be able to vote. So I, I'm not 100 percent sure exactly how this is going to shake out tonight. I, I'm, you know, I'm not. It, it, we've been doing a lot of calls on, on the floor. We really have, Steve. I've heard Omaha yelled several times. I thought Peyton Manning was down there voting one day. A lot of audibles. Uh, Congressman Rosendale, how do people follow you? What's the social media? At Rep. Rosendale. At Rep. Rosendale. Uh, sir, you've uh, you've really been a patriot and a uh, and a true leader here over the last couple of days. It's been amazing. So thank you very much. Honor for you to take away the time tonight to come it's and a, join us. It's an honor to represent uh, Montana, and and this country is worth it. That's why I do it. Well, I got to tell you, they got to be very proud of you out there. This uh, you've you've changed the arc yeah. of this yeah. country, sir. Scott Scott Jennings probably shouldn't do any consulting in Montana. Maybe that's why you know he's led them to the minority. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Couldn't agree more. Shouldn't do any consulting anywhere, but that's okay. Thank you, sir. I got uh, John Fredericks. I got uh, Mike Davis. Also, we're trying to, other people are calling and blowing us up, so we're going to try to figure this out. Let's go to Mike Davis. I got a long cold open for Fredericks and Davis, but I want to wait to play that on the other side. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, give me your assessment of today. Particularly, you're a pretty tough lawyer. Uh, what about folks that are agreeing to things that sound good? Do you think it's any chance you get you get bait and switched by this crowd that they're negotiating with, sir? I think that these 21 House Republicans are being uh, played by Kevin McCarthy. And uh, what's going to happen is when when he, they elect him speaker, he's not going to whip the votes necessary for this for this negotiated rules package to uh, to become the House rules. And you're going to see. The maybe some moderate Democrats working with, uh, or excuse me, moderate Republicans working with Democrats, uh, and I don't think this rules package is going to go through. Uh, this is uh, like the congressman just said be before us. This is about uh, trusting Kevin McCarthy, and the reason we are here today after what 12, 13 rounds of voting is because they do not trust Kevin McCarthy. They do not trust Kevin McCarthy. They want to strip the speaker of all of these powers because they don't trust him. Right, and so this is. What's so uh, puzzling to me is, is why are we insisting that the speaker be Kevin McCarthy if he can't get the trust of 218 of his members? Why, why is it Kevin McCarthy? It's, it's like he's, he's on, like he, it's like he's on parole. Like we don't trust him. He has an ankle bracelet uh, from, from the House Republican Conference. It's just bizarre to me. You're going to have, you're going to have a speaker who is so weakened here because they don't trust Kevin McCarthy. How is he going to do when he goes into the White House and he's sitting across the table from White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain and Senate yeah, Majority Leader yeah. Chuck Schumer. They're going to take his pants down. Hang on one second. We'll take a short break. We got Fredericks. We got Mike Davis. I'm going to get to the point. They obviously don't trust him. That's what this whole package is and the motion to vacate. Yet they're trusting him enough not to close that deal before they give him his vote. Or do they? Will there be any switching? Short commercial break. Back with Fredericks and Davis next. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 
150 grand. And covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Host Stephen K. Bath. Mayser, um, tell me exactly what the concessions are as you understand them. Are you now at a one vote threshold to force uh, a vote to keep or lose the speaker if indeed Kevin McCarthy is that person? Yeah, we already now the uh, the one vote threshold that Thomas Jefferson envisioned that lasted for 200 years that didn't change until Nancy Pelosi changed it. It allows any single member of the entire chamber for the purposes of accountability to uh, to make a motion to vacate the chair, to, to take the speaker off the chair. But it still requires a majority to vote that way. But every single member should have that right. The speaker is the most important and the most powerful person in the building. And there, there needs to be an accountable uh, an accountability unlike any other, uh, not only to the American people, to, but to the members of this body. All right. So you obviously, as the chair of the House Freedom Caucus, had sway, some persuasive power over some of these other members. But we just heard the names of those. You know, th- this is not going to go Kevin McCarthy's way yet. And we're going right. to wait for this next round of voting to get underway. But he's at 214 right now, and he needs to be 216, 217, 218, somewhere in there. And you still have Eli Crane, uh, Rosendale, Boebert, and Gates voting against. Which of those individuals do you think might peel off and change their mind today or tomorrow or the next day? Well, look, I'm not going to speak for them other than to say they are my friends, they are patriots, and their cause is just. But I will say this. We have a framework of an agreement that we have gotten to in good faith, myself included. When you get what you ask for, then you should say yes. If there's something that's missing that can get them to the point of agreement, if there's something that concerns them, we want to hear about it. What do you think that could be? I mean, what, what do you think the sticking points are with these individuals at this point? Because they seem very dug in. Yeah, well, I think one of the problems is, is that unfortunately there's a trust issue here and, and the arrangement that we've kind of come to, the framework is, is one that kind of doesn't rely on trust as much as in the past. We shouldn't be reliant on the trust in one person here to get things done for the American people. And so that's the framework that's set up. If it's not enough for them, I get it. So let's find out what is. I don't know individually what their issues are, but you can bet that I'm going to ask. Okay. so are you having conversations with these individuals? And do you believe that when this process is over, Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker? 
Well, it sure looks like he's headed that way right now, again, based on the framework and good faith. Um, that, that's what works for me. Look, if, if, if Martha, if, if this framework bl- goes, bl- gets blown up, I'm out. You know, I got to start over again. But that's what worked for me. But every individual is different. Their districts are different. Their concerns are different. Their constituents' concerns are different. And so I respect that. I, I'm absolutely talking to them. I've been talking to them. But as you can see, once the dam breaks and you start getting what you what you're asking for on behalf of your country, then it works. I will tell you this, having been in every bit of the negotiations, not one of these individuals has asked for anything for themselves. OK, welcome back. I just want to make sure and I'm going to bring Mike Davis. And I got John Fredrickson because he says right there. And of course, they tweeted it out that if the framework falls apart, I'm out uh, and we've got a framework. Um I'm kind of confused. I have a tremendous amount of respect for General Scott Perry. He's a good man. And he's a tough man. Uh, but I'm 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 missing the point. And by the way, what they are doing is historical as far as people have been fighting this for 20, 25 years, longer. I'm just having, you know, at Goldman Sachs and other places made my, um, you know, my professional life built around negotiation, particularly tough negotiations. Uh, I, I just I'm missing the point. Where you, where you lose your leverage unless you have a solid deal that you can hand to somebody and let the media see it and let your constituents see it. I see the buckets and I see the verticals on spending in the debt ceiling and the rules and the process and the regular order and also the investigations. The church committee, if you take those as the three buckets and inside there, you got, you know, a border plan for Texas and you got, you know, guys going to vote on term. It's all great. It's all great. I just don't know when you're dealing with the cartel, you're dealing with guys that have no hesitation to play smash mouth immediately as you're seeing behind, uh, which happening behind closed doors. That's why. And by the way, this just tweeting out, reporting out somebody asked Eli Crane, uh, you know, a Navy SEAL with a couple of combat tours. And, you know, I know Eli very well. Eli's got that thousand yard stare on you. Eli Crane, one of the McCarthy holdouts, uh, told uh, Kate, Sullivan, he is not swayed and will not vote for McCarthy for speaker. Quote, I'm representing my constituents back home, he told CNN, in my district, they don't support Kevin McCarthy. End quote. Mike Davis, I'll go to you first. Are you more comfortable with hearing Scott Perry, the head of the Freedom Caucus? And right now, you know, a lot of people are saying they've given up too much. you got these radicals and extremists. Can this deal, this historic deal for that part of it, the guys are, not, are saying – I can live with McCarthy. There's certain guys that can't, and they're not going to change out the head of the cartel. Do you feel comfortable being a lawyer and knowing how this town works and knowing how the cartel works that they really even have a deal, sir? Not at all. Not at all. So Kevin McCarthy needs to write a letter saying that if he does not whip the votes necessary to pass this this negotiated rules package when he becomes the speaker – he needs to resign and he needs to stick by it. And that's that would be the only way these House Republicans would have any assurance that, that this negotiated rules package is going to get through. Remember, Kevin McCarthy has 216 votes right now once Buck gets back into the House. So there's 216 votes. There are 434 members in the House because there's one Democrat vacancy. If one Democrat does not show up tonight, they only need to get 217 votes for Kevin McCarthy. So out of these six holdouts, Biggs, Boebert, Crane, K- uh, Gates, Good, Rosendale, Kevin McCarthy will only have to pick off one of them if, if, a, if a Democrat does not show up tonight. 
I think that's the play. I think that w- that's what Kevin McCarthy is going to do. And then this negotiated rules deal, do you, do you think that Kevin McCarthy is going to lift a finger as the Speaker of the House to get this pushed through? Hell no. Why would he? Why would he lift it? Once he, once he gets the gavel, he's already moved into the office. So once he gets the gavel and becomes the Speaker, which is what all he wants at all costs, he doesn't have a conservative bone in his body. His only guiding principle is Kevin McCarthy. He's going to get into that office, this negotiated rules package. Oh, oh shucks, it went down. You know, there are too many Republicans joined with Democrats and voted it down. There's no chance in hell this is going to get passed. Uh, John Furrier, let me bring you in. Uh, do you feel any comfort given this historic package that uh, this is the way to go, or can you trust the cartel? Steve, when you were an executive at Goldman Sachs, if one of your if one of your lieutenants brought you this deal, you would have gone to your office, got a paper box, put it in his office, called security, fired him, and tell him he yeah. had fifteen minutes to vacate yeah. and two weeks severance. This deal, this is swap scum. Historic this, historic that. I mean, Mike Davis nailed it. He doesn't have to do anything. This is three-card Monty shell game. I've got this signed. I got this deal. We're going to vacate after one. That vacate rule has been in for 200 years. Has anybody ever vacated it? You get the same votes. Now, here's what they're going to do. And, Mike, you're absolutely correct. He's got 214 votes now, right? He needs to get to it with, with, with uh, a 434 to 217. He's three short. He's not going to get to three from the six. So what do they do? They call a vote at midnight. It's like the midnight monster mash. Everybody goes home. All they need is a handful of Democrats to say, hey, I had a sick daughter. Hey, I had a plan at home. My my son's getting married. I got to go on an airplane. They vacate. They're not voting for McCarthy. But hey, they got to go. So they plan a thing at midnight when people go on planes and leave. This is what the swamp does. This has got to be one of the most despicable things. Just let me ask you, what was the point of these Brilliant speeches we heard on the floor all, all week. Oh, Chip Roy, let's do cold, cold open. You did it. I did it. Both of us did it. We heralded him. Right? He caved. Right? What? What do? What do we get for this? We got absolutely nothing because you and Mike Davis have nailed it. And your instincts, Steve, are spot on here. You would have fired this guy at Goldman Sachs if he came with this deal. Here's what basically they're saying. Right? We're we're going to give everything. We're going to give McCarthy the speaker, and then we're going to hope that he actually does something. Nothing is going to change here. It's all going to be the same because the minute he has that gavel, he doesn't care what anybody says. And when you talk about whipping votes, I mean, he's got to have his leadership team in place to whip votes for something he doesn't want that's not in his best interest. So why would he do that? Look, when the puss comes to shove and they need to pass this continuing resolution or whatever else it is they have to do, they're going to get they're going to get 190 Democrats to vote their way. It's as simple as it's as simple as that, Steve. Uh, I want to go, Mike, the, the point you made a point that this is a historic package. If it has ever come to, 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 to fruition, it, it, the central thesis, the, 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 the idea behind the deal is that they don't trust the guy's going to be speaker. They don't trust the, they don't trust the Imperial speaker anyway, but particularly this guy. Uh, and by the way, they did use motion to vacate to get rid of Boehner. Mark Meadows did pull that off back in, I think, 15, right? Started August, ended when, right after the Pope came. The, um, the whole package is because you don't trust the guy. 
on every aspect from from debt ceiling to the investigations to the rules package why then would you in still negotiating it give him your vote sir because they're getting tired uh they want to go home it's friday uh i just hope these six republicans hold the line but here's the problem if they can get Again, if they can get three Democrats to not vote tonight, you're down to 431 because there's 434 right now that you're down to 431. You only need 216 votes. And so I think that that's 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 the play. They're going to they're going to have three Democrats who I mean, just imagine what Kevin McCarthy had to what kind of a deal he had to cut with Hakeem Jeffries and House Democrats to get three Democrats to stay home tonight. So he can get his 216 votes. He doesn't need these six Republicans anymore, and he can become the House Speaker. Uh, John Fredericks, is that uh, is that your line of thinking, sir? Well, exactly. I mean, obviously, he cut a deal with the Keem Jeffries. Again, but what the, what they're going to do is simply not show up. So they're going to they're going they're, they're going to vacate to lower his number. Andy Biggs told us that was his strategy at 7 a.m. on Monday. This has always been the plan. He says, oh, he hasn't met with Hakeem Jeffries. You don't know what these guys are doing behind closed doors. So Hakeem gives them the, the wink, four or five, however many they need will not show up. So they don't have to go on record and saying, hey, we voted for the Republican or we voted for McCarthy. No, all they have to do is leave. This is why it's done at midnight. Why isn't it done it? Why, why wasn't it done right now live at five o'clock? Why are they waiting until 10? Right. So you, you don't get to vote till midnight where n- no one's there. And then you wake up and he's speaker and then the whole thing changes. Well, the, 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 the swamp in action is what you're seeing. And my point is this. If you don't trust the guy that's signing your documents and he there's no apparatus to get him to implement anything. What is the point of this? What was the point of this whole week? If we're just going to cave, this is the swamp in action. And I, t- I tell you, you guys have no idea what the backlash is going to be. You know it, Mike, Dave, and those people out, out there, you have no idea yeah, how this curious. base of ours, our populist yeah. movement, Steve, is riled up. You're able to see it on your own chat every day. Yeah. People are fired up. They got sold out. They're fired. about to get sold out again. But look, we got six people voting no. Let's see what happens. Okay, hang on for a second. We're going to take a short commercial break. I've got Mike Davis and John Fredericks. One more. Short, tight, intense segment. Stick around. We're in back in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank 
that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Uh, I've got Mike Davis and John Ferguson. Mike, what would be your recommendation? You got hard six. They're going to be playing games all night. They're going to come back. They're going to be in the, uh, they're going to be hunted for sport now, right? What would be your recommendation to these Patriots that have toughed it out? I would say hold the line. Why do we need Kevin McCarthy as speaker, right? Why did it's, if he's going to be this constrained, it, let's say this negotiated rules package actually works, which it won't, but let's say it does. Why Kevin McCarthy? What is the, what is the argument for Kevin McCarthy? He's not conservative. He doesn't have a conservative bone in his body. His only guiding principle is Kevin McCarthy. He does big tech's bidding. Uh, he's, he takes their money. He does, he does their bidding. Jeff Miller, his top lobbyist, takes millions of dollars from Apple and Amazon. He's been in leadership. Kevin McCarthy has been in leadership for, what, 13 years? What has he accomplished? What has he done? I mean, it's just like it's like a war of attrition here. He's the last man standing. He thinks he's he thinks he should be speaker because he's entitled to be speaker because he wants to be speaker. It just doesn't make sense. Why do we not? Why why can't we use this opportunity when we actually this is the only this is the only house in in D.C. that Republicans control. Democrats control the White House. They control the Senate. This is the opposition to Biden and Democrats. Why do we want? Kevin McCarthy is the head of our opposition. Why Why couldn't it go to someone else? What would be your recommendation to Scott Perry and those guys? If they if the, if this thing crept sideways, what are they going to do? It's going to be too late after you vote for a guy. Are you going to put a motion? They're going to jump back in and put a motion to vacate in right away? I mean, I, the, and I admire Chip Roy and what these guys have accomplished, but it's not a deal yet. That's the difference. It's not a deal yet. You're, you're in the process of making a deal. You don't give up your leverage until you have the deal. And you're going to see this in the debt ceiling. This is why we get so many tough negotiations coming up on the debt ceiling, on the appropriations package. I noticed also, Mike, before I let you go, that in, in all the verticals and everything they talked about, the, uh, the the taking apart of the big tech oligarchs was missing there. Did I miss something? Did I not Did I not read it right? I kind of sped read through all the different things. Did I miss that part? Was that in there? No, and that's exactly why I've been a, the biggest pain in Kevin McCarthy's butt because he is big tech's he is big tech's biggest champion in the house. He is uh, it, 
Kevin McCarthy's number one, Jim Jordan's number two. And if Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House, you can kiss goodbye any chance to hold big tech accountable. They are going to censor, silence, deplatform, cancel. They're, they may do what to Twitter, what Google, Apple, and Amazon, uh, Google, Apple, and Amazon did to Parler, which is kick it out of the App Store duopoly for not doing enough censorship and then kick it off the internet. This is a very, very bad move for House Republicans, and big tech is probably my biggest concern. Mike, how do people get to you? You coming in a little hot on uh, on Twitter? You come in pretty hot on Getter. How do people get to you? Article three project dot org. Article number three project dot org. At article three project. At article number three project. Uh, and my personal is mrddmia at mrddmia. And they can Kevin McCarthy can mail his invitation to my Twitter account. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Mike Davis. Uh, John Fredericks, your recommendation to the hard six tonight. You've got Eli Crane just came up and said, hey, I talked to my constituents. I have their back. They have mine. I'm a no. You heard Rosendale. What is your what is your what is your um, recommendation? How we go forward? Vote no. Let the Democrats elect them. Simple as that. He will never live down for this. Whatever term he's got a speaker, if he's successful tonight in the dark of night when the cockroaches come out. He will always be remembered as a Republican speaker that got elected because Democrats vacated. He will always be the guy that got elected by the Democrats. And then as soon as everything falls apart and he does nothing, right, he's going to go to the Democrats and he's going to get hundreds of votes from them to get past whatever spending bill they want. You know what's going to happen in, in September. There's going to be another continuing resolution, going to kick the can down the road. There's going to be another omnibus bill. He's got enough Democrats to go with him. There's going to be no change. All this happy talk about, oh, we got this historic bill done. There's going to be rules changes. There's, there's not a damn thing that's going to change in there if this guy wins because he's done nothing for 14 years but collaborate with the communists, the Quislings, and the Democrats. All of a sudden, he's going to like stand up for something. What he found religion today at four o'clock? You got to be kidding me. This is going to be the worst deal that I've ever seen. But you know why he stayed in, Steve? You know why he went through the humiliation of 13 votes? Because he knew they'd cave. You know why? Because that's all we do is cave. So once again, we caved again, just like we've done for the last two decades. The end of the day, we cave. And he just said, you know what? If I can get Fox News, the Washington Examiner, all the fake, all the fake conservative inks, if I can just get them to put enough pressure, if I can get the phone calls made, if I can ambush them on Hannity, you know, I can wear them down. They're gonna, they're not gonna want the heat. They're gonna cave, and I'll, it'll, and I'll get to be speaker. And then my stopgap plan is go to Hakeem in the bathroom, cut a deal with him, do it at midnight, get six or seven Democrats say they have to leave throw their hands up. That's the plan. It's despicable. Uh, by the way, I think the donor pressure, some of the institutional pressure on these 14 were, was incredible. And they told him, hey, if you don't do this, you're gone. Sure. So I think you're absolutely correct. And by the way, for a guy you don't trust and you're making a deal that he's he's hermetically sealed, why do you why do you walk away from the leverage you got until you've actually got the deal? That is a historic deal. John Fredericks, you are on fire. You're lit, brother. How do people follow you? Where do they go? At JF Radio Show, it's so simple. I got one handle, all the platforms, at JF Radio Show. Let's just get off politics for a second. My Titans are playing tomorrow in Jacksonville. Winner go home. 
baby, win or play golf, 7-15. Titans are going to win this game tomorrow, get a home playoff game, Steve. I can feel it in my bones. Real quickly, Plus, what, time is your, what, time, what time is your sports book show? When does that come on? What time tomorrow morning? 8.30 a.m. tomorrow. You don't want to miss that. We're going to be fired up 8.30 to 10 on the John Fredericks Radio Network. Hey, I'm going to soon get RAV. I'm going to talk Rob Sig into picking it up because it's hot. Steve Bannon, always good talk. to have you. You're, you're our leader, Steve. You're our leader, and I want to thank <laughs> you for what I'm, you do. You're I'm just our leader, another, I'm just another schmendrick. Fredericks, let's get that sports book right. You never know when you're going to need it. You never know when you need an anchor to windward there, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been great. Okay, we got another hour of this. We're going to go. Actually, Pedro Gonzalez is going to join us. Darren Beatty's going to join us. Maybe track down a couple of three of these congressmen before the 10 o'clock. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the sea. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 